Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotchis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hey, Stephanie, can you believe that the average mass-produced bottle of wine can contain up to 16 grams of added sugar? I know, that's crazy. That's more than a glazed donut. Oof, she kind of grosses me out. But anyway, we're so excited because we finally found clean-crafted wine that we enjoy, that tastes good, and we don't feel like crap the next day. I am loving these Scout and Cellar wines. We've tried several of the different types and all of them taste good like Marnie said and we love the fact that there's no added sugar they're free of chemicals and pesticides they're grown with organic grapes and sustainable farming practices and they have very low sulfites which are one of the things that can often cause the headaches the next day and you know it's summertime it's patio season it's so nice to just get outside if you enjoy having a glass of wine um, we are super excited to be part of Scout and Cellar, and we do have our online shop. So you just head on over to www.scoutandcellar, that's S-C-O-U-T-A-N-D-C-E-L-L-A-R.com slash the art of living well. You can have clean crafted wine delivered to your door. And before we get into today's conversation, we have one request. If you are enjoying these episodes, we would absolutely love for you to leave us a rating and review. You can just head on over to Apple Podcast. Doing this really helps improve the search capabilities and allows more people to find our podcast, which will allow us to grow and share this information with more people. And of course, if you enjoy an episode, we would love for you to share it with anyone you think may benefit from the information. Thanks so much. Hello, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Art of Living Well podcast. We are thrilled to bring you today's guest, Andrew Cap, who has been an entrepreneur on and off for the last 20 years and is the author of the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, which has enjoyed continued success, including hundreds of five-star rave reviews, the number one bestseller status in multiple categories on Amazon. He's also the host of Shatter the Mold podcast and has a growing YouTube channel dedicated to his latest book. Andrew Cap holds one goal above all others through his various projects, genuine and sustainable impact. He often focuses on topics that many find overwhelming, and he then condenses them into actionable and more consumable content. We're so excited to dive into this new topic today as we haven't discussed the law of attraction on our podcast. And we know that everyone will benefit from the insight that Andrew shares today. And don't worry if you're someone who doesn't believe in the law of attraction, you can still get results using his method. 
Andrew's strategies have already started working for Marnie and I in our podcast business, and it's been so cool and energizing to see how shifting your mindset really works. In today's conversation, you'll learn tangible techniques to practice gratitude and the law of attraction, and ones that you can do with your kids as well. Andrew shares the technique of scripting and how you can use this to create the life you want to have in the future. This episode is so well-placed in this current pandemic environment as we head into the last few months of 2020, and his tips and strategies will help you manifest your goals in the coming year. We know everyone is going to benefit immensely from this episode. So with that, let's get started with our conversation with Andrew Cap. Welcome, Andrew. We are so happy to have you here today from New York, and we're really excited to hear about your book, The Law of Attraction, and also just to hear about the law of attraction in general. Um, But first of all, can you start off by sharing a little bit about your background and your story and how that led you to where you are today? Absolutely. First of all, thank you both so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. And... um, let me see if I can uh, give you like the, it's like that Spaceballs line, the short, 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 short version, because there's so much going on. But I, I, the long and short of it is, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for, for over 20 years. And um, I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs find that they encounter a need for a positive mindset, whether it's sales or just putting a company together or things like that. So um, through my journey of that, I discovered a law of attraction maybe uh 15 years ago or something to that effect. And like most people that do discover it, I had my own successes and failures with it. So it was never really, you know, reliable, but it did kind of work. And I kind of had my like epiphany moment probably about 12 years ago, where in the span of one week, um, after my first business was pretty much on the brink, I, I closed it down, I finally pulled the plug. And a relationship I had that was suffering because of the business, you know, my girlfriend of three years broke broke up with me over a text message. So she didn't even call. She didn't, she didn't like obviously nothing in person. So it was, it was a bit of a, a rude awakening. So it's like, I kind of felt like me losing 90% of my life in the span of one week. And it was at that point, for some reason, I was kind of like indignant and I'm like, well, this thing kind of works some of the times. Let me just like stubbornly stick with methods every single day and see what happens. And it was one of those weird, you know, it's, it's kind of like a Hollywood story. Like within two weeks, I felt better. Within three months, I was in a brand new healthy relationship. Within four months, I was making more money than at any point in my life prior to that. And within six months, like my life was completely changed. I was in the best shape of my life. I was waking up with a renewed sense of enthusiasm. I was healthy in mind, body, spirit, like everything. So I basically became a believer in uh, through experiential results. I actually lived through it. And it took me a while before deciding, let me write a book about this um, because that was took me a while to decide like let me articulate this message to people but that's kind of like what brought me to this point and why i wrote a book called the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read because the hope is to help people to stop from bouncing from book to book to book and actually giving something to give them something that they could implement in a healthy and fun way okay i can't wait to dive into all this because yeah (laughs) like you said this hollywood story i'm like oh my gosh um i want to know more so what did you do in those early days after the breakup and after you um you kind of shut down your your business. Yeah, well, first of all, I was in the fortunate position where, you know, everyone deals with depression in a different way. 
Me, I'm waking up really early. I'm waking up at 5 a.m. and I almost can't wait for the days to pass. So I'm awake and I'm rare and I'm ready to go. No coffee required. Um, so what I did was basically I was in the fortunate situation where because I was tinkering and playing around with the law of attraction for a couple years before that, I just knew certain methods, you know, and we're talking very basic, easy stuff, which, yeah, you could read in my book, but, you know, you could read it in any high quality law of attraction book. Um, gratitude, scripting, visualization. I just chose, and I can describe even if you want, I could even teach your audience like my favorite method of all those, but I basically picked methods that only took five or 10 minutes and just, you know, again, stubbornly, I was just, you know, I'm, I'm a tourist. I had like this tunnel vision going like, I am going to do this every single day for five or 10 minutes and I'll feel good in that moment, which I did. And then we'll see what else happens. So it was really just a process of following any basic law of attraction routine, only unlike most people refusing to quit and also refusing to have a dependency on the outcome. I chose to not care how, when, or why things were going to change. I just knew that this thing kind of worked in the past. So let's see what happens when I go full tilt with it. That's amazing. So for our listeners that don't even know, can you tell us what the law of attraction is or means? Yeah. And, you know, it could be described in, in so many different ways. Um, an easy way of saying it, it's kind of like, what you focus on creates your reality. And that can be like on a strictly law of attraction perspective, it's with the theory that we're all vibrational in nature. In fact, you look at us under a microscope and you see that we're not even solid, we are vibrating. And there's a theory that, you know, that I've seen proven in practice that, you know, whatever you vibrate at, including your thoughts will attract other like elements or energies. Meaning that's why if you think about having a car with confidence, the car appears and why if you think about it in the sense of lack and not enjoying it, you can't seem to get your hands on it. But to even expand outside of that on a non-law of attraction way, thoughts, what you think about can still meet, lead to what you want, even if you don't believe in universal energy, because you're making an impact on your subconscious mind, which is a hugely powerful supercomputer, which is going to work out the details of getting you what you want to get and actually put you on autopilot in ways that you won't realize until it's a done deal and you've got what you want. I couldn't agree with that more. And I find that when I um, consciously sit down and meditate and think about what I want and like, I'll say to the universe, like universe, you know, in my mind, I'll be like, I want this or I want that or whatever it is. It works. Like it happens. It's, it's amazing how it works. Yeah. It, it, no, it's funny. I was thinking when you were talking about this, I'm like, gosh, my husband who probably won't ever listen to this podcast. I mean, hopefully he does, but um, he's not as podcast obsessed as we are, Marnie. I swear he does this. He doesn't call it law of attraction, but ever since I've known him, this is what he does to get what he wants. Um, nice. And so I, I'm, I'm so fascinated to learn more about it and, and, and dive in more to like the science behind it because, mm -hmm. and, and some of these examples that you can share of, of what you did specifically. And I know obviously we're going to encourage people to read your book, but in the moment while they're listening to this right now. Yeah, for it'd sure. It'd be great to, to share and dive into, like you talked about gratitude, and which Marnie and I talk a lot about on the podcast and <clears throat> the scripting and visualization. Mm -hmm. Well, so to, to get to gratitude first, because I think 
gratitude's funny because especially like in the law of attraction space um it's almost become like a buzzword and a buzz term it's like fashionable right and people like just feel grateful and everything's going to be okay which by the way they're right but most people don't understand why so i think it's important to understand the, the true power of gratitude is in the fact that it's basically a way by which you are affirming that you're already happy and you already have what you want and even like if you let's say you want to meet the the man or woman of your dreams but you're being grateful for the job of your dreams that you already have. Well, you're still putting out that energy of satisfaction and that energy of fulfillment and that energy of happiness. And again, you believe in the law of attraction, well then you're putting out the energy of having what you want and drawing it back to you. If you don't, again, it's still a mindset thing. It's a thing where you're conditioning yourself that you're going to see more opportunities. You're going to be inspired not only to go on that dating app or that dating website or go out socializing, but also you're going to be inspired and write a brilliant profile that, that attracts people. Or you're gonna wear the perfect item of clothing that is really gonna look well on you when you go out. Or you're gonna carry yourself with a certain body language that again, you can't consciously even control it's just going to happen. So the thing about gratitude is when you just have a, just a slight sense of appreciation, you are setting the tone energetically and mentally and intellectually and even physically for better results and a continuation of reasons to continue to feel good and satisfied and fulfilled. What about for people that have that struggle with being grateful because they're kind of in the spiral of everything's terrible, <laughs> woe is me, you know. Yeah, so those people have actually way more access to gratitude than they realize. And here's the cool thing. <clears throat> so somebody that's in that mindset of like, everything is terrible, that's, that's the exact person that if they drop their phone and the screen cracks, they're really gonna take it poorly. Or <clears throat> if they fall over and they accidentally scrape their key on their card, they're not gonna really enjoy that at all. And I say, good. I want you to think about how upset you are that you no longer have your phone or that that beautiful car is no longer beautiful. Because when you think of the reasons why you wish something were better, that is your excuse. That's your reminder of being grateful for it. You actually have appreciation by understanding why you want it back to begin with. Or to put it another way, think of the things that you would never want to lose. When you think of the reasons why you don't want to lose it, that's your gratitude. Who wants to get punched in the face and lose teeth? Well, okay, I am suddenly out of the blue grateful to have my teeth and to be able to chew my food and to not be in any pain and to have comfort. The gratitude was automatic, even if I'm not feeling it very viscerally. And that's another thing. People assume that they have to feel in a certain way and it has to be this dramatic and, you know, streamers and rainbows and sunshine. No, you can have a very calm, uh, understated experience of gratitude. And that's what I would encourage people that are kind of like on the negative side. Think about the things like, you know, you could say it could always get worse. Think about the things that you still have. You can walk, you can see, you can hear, you can taste, you have friends, you have family, you have the wherewithal to try to get improvement. Like if, if you're not working right now, you have the wherewithal to write a resume, to look for a job. Like there's always resources and resourcefulness available to you. And that's where you want to put your focus on and be grateful for. And the ironic thing is when you do that, it will start to snowball an avalanche in a way that it's going to kind of like knock you for a loop that you won't, won't even realize until you're already in that positive mindset that you were doing this service for yourself. I love that. And I think right now, given that we're in this Corona pandemic and there's a lot of people out there that talk about 2020 being the worst year ever, you know, and how do you reframe that? Um, and just like you said, you know, maybe you don't have a job right now or you can't see family and friends, but 
you can go outside and go on a walk and maybe you have more free time to do the research to, or go back to school or, you know, reinvent yourself, whatever it is. Um, and so what, what can you share with our listeners just specifically kind of in the current moment? And so, you know, there's a lot of negativity out there right now. And so how do we reframe that? And when you are with those people that are just really down and talking about everything that's going, you know, poorly for them right now. And oh, their kids aren't in school and I have to homeschool. And it's just one thing after another. I find myself in those situations and I try to avoid them, but it's inevitable. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously, you know, I have to come from the standpoint of like, I am not in anyone's personal life, so I can't pretend to feel how they feel. And I'm also not going to act like this is my original thought, like this is a common pervasive thing in the law of attraction space. But when you know what you don't want, then you really know what you want. You really ask for it. And I kind of viewing this year um, from the standpoint, and I, I actually, I genuinely mean this. This isn't even just like a reframe to try it. This isn't just like a mindset strategy. I truly believe that for whatever reason, we are going through a collective awakening where <laughs> this thing is going to slingshot and boomerang. And 2021 is like the other side of this thing in a way that people won't begin to imagine. And you know what? Yeah, like homeschooling your kid is probably not fun at all. But by the time all is said and done, not only will, you know, you have come up with better tools as a parent to help teach your kid because you were challenged to do so, but the, the schools are also going to be challenged to level up their game in certain ways. So your child is actually on the tail end of this going to have a better education. Your job is going to be better. Like some people, they were asking for years. And again, we wouldn't ask for 2020 to happen, but people were begging for years. I wish I can like do my work from home. Well, guess what? We just proved you can do it, whether you're in publishing or whatever else. Like, so again, I'm not going to pretend like this is fun, but tearing a bandaid off is not fun either. But when the bandaid is off and the, the, the wound that's healed is underneath and everything's good, you're really happy that you got there. I guarantee people, and this is that nothing to do with law of attraction and my book ain't going to make this happen. I guarantee you though, this is going to slingshot and next year is going to be amazing. And the more you look forward to it, I mean, it's going to get here no matter what, but the more you look forward to it, the easier this rough terrain is going to be while you're getting there. That was wonderful. I love that. I, and Marnie and I have had these conversations before. We, we completely agree with that. So can you, can you talk about some of the specific law of attraction techniques that need to be followed and what you need to do in order to get them to work? Mm -hmm. For sure. And, you know, I don't even say like in terms of like the need, the only thing I'd say is like, it isn't about a specific method. It's about finding a method or methods that you enjoy because the whole key, and this by the way, is why one of the reasons why people keep getting law of attraction books, the method itself for them is not fun. And they're doing the method to get the result, which like, duh, of course, why wouldn't you do the method to get the result? But the rub of this all is you wanna do the method for the sake of enjoying the method, because in an ironic universal twist of fate, by enjoying the method for the sake of enjoying the method, you're clearing up your energy to actually invite the result that you've been asking for all along. To more specifically answer your question, I, I, you know, again, there's a number of techniques. My favorite one that I like to do and I like to teach myself, uh, I like to do myself, I call it uh, the time-lapse method. And this is basically a gratitude method by which you write down 15 things that you're grateful for. Five of them are things that you got in your past. Five of them are things that you have in your present. And five of them are things that you want in your future. Now, the trick of all this is you're going to phrase every single one in the present tense. 
So if you got the perfect apartment five years ago, you're saying, I'm so grateful that I have the perfect apartment. If you have a great job right now, I'm so grateful for the job. And if you want the man or woman of your dreams, I'm so grateful that I've already met. Now, the really cool part is once you've written that out, you're gonna jumble the list. It's gonna be in a wacky order. So the first thing might be a, a future thing and then a present and then past and the future again. And the thing about this is two thirds of your list has already happened or is already happening meaning you have a level of certainty and confidence within it as you say it and as you feel good for it. And you can't really downshift because, and, and because of that, when you're going through the whole list and you're reading those future items interspersed throughout, you are carrying the same level of confidence and enthusiasm and joy and satisfaction and ease with that, which is thereby attracting it all the faster because you actually have a confidence because you kind of tricked your vibration, or if you don't believe in law of attraction, you tricked your subconscious mind into actually believing that you have those future things already. That's so interesting. So how often do you do that? Do you like write the list and then keep it with you for a few months or like, what, what does that look like? So the ultimate answer is each person does whatever feels good. If it feels good to write the same list every day, do it. If it feels good to write a different list every single day, do it. If it feels good to write the list once and then just go through it every day without actually, without actually writing things, do it. Because again, I want to reaffirm for people, there's no perfect way that we have to try to find. And again, that's a trick. People try to find the perfect way. There's no perfect way. All you have to do is enjoy the moment while you're doing it and you're feeling gratitude. And as long as you're focusing on things that you want, those things are going to be attracted to you. So it, it really is, it's almost too simple, which is why most people don't think to do it. And it's also kind of like working out in the sense like, you know, if, if you want to lose 40 pounds and you work out for a week and you don't see a difference, like what, what's going on here? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not going to happen in a week, but if you do it every single day, you're going to be surprised at how fast it actually picks up momentum for you. Law of attraction is the same way in the sense that it might happen tomorrow. It might happen next month. It might happen next week. The thing is, without worrying about when it happens, if you just enjoy it, worst case scenario, even if you weren't going to get what you want, you're at least picking times of the day where you're enjoying yourself, which is beneficial for your mindset, beneficial for your physiology. Like it's a no lose type of situation. It's only a question of how much you're going to win and when you're going to win. I love this. I, I'm, I love I'm doing this today. I know. <laughs> I was going to make my like, kids do it. Marnie, I was thinking the same thing because, you know, yes. we, have a, we have a lot of conversation about gratitude, but it's just very, you know, and they're, they're all different ages, right? This is very, I like it's tangible and concrete and it gets them focused on what they've already accomplished, confidence and just the mindset. And two, I love that you talked about finding methods that you enjoy. Yes. You know, so especially with Mar Marnie and I and, you know, the, the people that we work with, maybe they want to lose weight or, you know, but if they don't find food and exercise that they enjoy, then ultimately they may lose some weight and then they're just going to stop doing the exercises because they never enjoyed it to begin with. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they don't have to eat kale every day to lose weight. So if they're eating something that they don't enjoy, that's not going to create, you know, a sustainable habit for them. Yes. And so I think that's super important in all of this. And thank you, Stephanie, for using the word sustainable, because that is really what this is all about. Whether you're talking about law of attraction or you're talking about your health or your fitness, like whatever, it's all about sustainability. It's about being able to look at something as a choice rather than a chore and yeah. be on board with it. That's the number one thing. Once you've solved that, yeah. everything else is gravy. Absolutely. I love that choice rather than a chore. Chore, yes. yes. 
So can you share like a success story of someone that you know of that besides yourself <laughs> had <laughs> followed your law of attraction book and that had some just results that they were so happy with? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's so funny. I um I actually I interviewed somebody very recently um, that I'm going to be putting her interview on my YouTube channel, and uh, she went through a, a 90 day program that I do, and and basically, she went from not thinking that she was going to lose her job to now she consistently consistently sells a hundred thousand dollars every single month in her business without wow. fail. And it's a point where she doesn't even have to like wonder or worry about it. It's, it's done. And I think I remember from the interview that when I interviewed her and she told me, it's like, sometimes she's a little behind in the rankings and her boss is like, how are you going to do this? And she's like, I'm going to do it. It's like, don't worry about the how. And every single time he's like, all right. And then when she actually hits that big, you know, the, the big client or whatever it might be, he's like, Hey, however it's working, it's fine by me. Um, I also have another person who um, he is, he's 21 and I mean, you know, that's young, but he never thought getting a girlfriend would be possible to say nothing of someone that really understood him. And he also like recently was reporting to me that he has this amazing experience of like where he met somebody and she was just so perfect. And it was kind of like the stars were aligned and he, he can't even explain it. And I mean, I, those are the, the surface level things. I mean, I, I never share the really personal feedback from people because some people they, they literally report like getting out of abusive relationships and things like mm -hmm. that. Like yeah. there's some intense stuff that I hear about, but for the most part, it really is a thing where people kind of like take their own path and some people have dramatic jumps and some people have like subtle, slow, steady jumps. Jumps. And it's across the board and it really is how you approach it personally and what you get out of it. So love that. Love hearing the success stories. Um, I know one thing that you like to talk about is the ego. And I think that's always mm. a very interesting um, concept and how the ego can keep you from the success you're looking for, but also how you can use your ego to your advantage. So if yeah. you want to share, I know you talk a little bit about that. So... Um, and I'll be the first to admit, like, first of all, you know, things like, you know, love, sex, God, law of attraction, these are loaded words and phrases in the sense that people bring a lot of different meanings. So I have to admit that the explanation I'm going to give is probably going to not jive with people that have an understanding, a clinical understanding of the ego. But I kind of view from a law of attraction, from a mindset and self-improvement standpoint, three minds. We've got the conscious, the subconscious, and the ego. And the ego kind of rests in between the conscious and the subconscious. Ego is way stronger than the conscious mind, but the subconscious is way stronger than all of them. And the thing about the ego, at least how I explain it, and maybe it's not the ego, it's something else, I just use the word ego, is the ego is that part of your mind that only has one job, and that's to keep you alive. And what that means is, if you're miserable right now, if you're in pain, if you're suffering, if you're frustrated, if, you're, if something's not working, but the ego sees that you're alive, it's going to fight tooth and nail to keep you there. And that's why we were talking about, you know, you want people to enjoy things because if you don't enjoy it and you consciously struggle, the ego is the beginning thing that gives you the, uh, the excuse on why you're not gonna do it that day. The ego is the one that's giving you the doubt. The ego is the one that's telling you that you have to be perfect in these methods. It's telling you anything it needs to because for all it knows, that extra money that you want is gonna have family coming out of the woodwork trying to take your money. That extra thing that you want is gonna result in a stalker or whatever else. For, it just doesn't wanna risk you being happy because it loves you, it's trying to protect you, but it just doesn't wanna risk it, which is why you wanna use law of attraction methods to access the subconscious mind because that's gonna do the heavy lifting for you. And when your subconscious mind believes something, 
there's nothing that the ego or the conscious mind for that matter can do about it. And it's gonna carry you along the way, whether it's communicating that frequency to the universe, sorting out details of how you're gonna get what you want, or in my belief, both. And what if, um, what if a person doesn't believe in the law of attraction? Do you think it could still work? Yeah, so this is the beauty of it. And, and the way I often explain to people is like, you know, let's, let's go to lifting weights. Let's go to something really physical, right? You lift weights, you get muscles. That's an oversimplified statement, but let's go with it because people understand it, right? Now I'm gonna give you two explanations for why you get your muscles if you lift weights. Number one is you go to sleep and while you're asleep, the muscle fairy comes and grows your muscles for you. The other explanation is when you're lifting weights, you are making micro tears into your muscles that your body then responds to by filling in with more muscle fiber, thereby growing your muscle and making it more pronounced. Now, if you ask Andrew, which of those two is the real explanation? My answer is, it doesn't matter. What does matter is you lift weights, you get muscles. You put this thing in, you get this thing out. So even if you don't believe in the law of attraction, if you engage in these simple methods of gratitude, scripting, visualization, you're gonna get a result. And by the way, you still might, if after you get the result, you might not still believe it's the law of attraction. I've had people come back to me like, Andrew, it's a fluke, it's a coincidence, it's not real. I'm like, dude, I don't care. If you got your result, keep doing it. I'm not, like, I'm not here to sell you on it. All I care is that you get the result. And if, 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 it, if there's some way I can creep in and help you give yourself enough permission to just do these methods, that's all I care about. You can give credit to yourself, to God, to the universe, to the dude down the street that didn't even help you at all. Like whatever, like whatever you want to do, <laughs> just get your result. Put this thing in, get this thing out. And that's really my answer to people that whether they believe in the law of attraction or not. Oh, I love that. And so, you know, accessing the subconscious being more powerful, right, than the ego. Mm -hmm. you, you talked about like, once you get results, is that sort of how it builds? So, you know, in the, your example with the muscles, well, then you feel stronger and you're getting results. And so that's helping to access your subconscious and not worry about the ego and what the ego is telling you because it just wants to protect you. Or yeah, you know, well, how can you kind of get out of the mindset where you're living more in the focused on the ego? or sorry, less on the ego and more getting into the subconscious. Well, thought. the thing is, it's for me, it's not even a question of focusing on one or the other. It's about doing methods that in, in, inherently access the subconscious for you. Meaning it's not a, a, um, a manual intentional thing that you have to do. It's a thing that's an automatic result of the process that you engage in. Again, if you just, um, and I'll, I'll say for scripting, for people that don't know what scripting is, it's basically journaling about your life as if you're already living your dream life. You're writing in the present tense. Just by writing these details down, you're not like trying to push it to your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is receiving it. Just the way when you meditate or you visualize, your subconscious mind is receiving it. Just like when you feel gratitude, it's not like, now that I feel this gratitude, let me manually push it. No, no, that's, that's not a step. You're feeling the gratitude and the other part handles itself. That's the beauty of it. And oftentimes when people start seeing the result, whether they believe in it or not, just like working out, it increases their enthusiasm for doing the thing that resulted into it. So it snowballs and just gains more momentum for them. So I want to back up for a minute on the scripting. So mm -hmm. when you talk about scripting about your life, are you talking about scripting about the life that you would like in the future? Or are you talking about like scripting like, hello, today I went to the grocery store and then I went to work. Like, can you explain a little more in detail about sure. what you're envisioning? Yeah, so actually, um, 
you can do one or both. And like for me, I'm a strategy guy. Like, and, and I'll answer this in a second, but just to let you know, I view like joy, feeling joy, even though joy is inherently a result in and of itself, joy is also a strategy to get you what you want. By that same token, you could be really strategic in the sense that you could mix things up, kind of like the time-lapse method. You could write about things that are already happening and things that you want, or you could just write about things that are already happening and you'll feel gratitude, or you could just write things that you want in the future, still in the present tense. Whichever one feels good and really just engages you the most and feels the most vivid and most um, invigorating, that's the one you want to do. And I, I recommend to people, experiment. Have one day where you're just talking about the good things in your life right now. Have another day where you're just talking about the things that you want in the present tense as if you already have it. And then have another day where you kind of like mingle them together. Like for example, I am not, um, I'm trying to think. I don't, I haven't purchased a, a Ford Mustang yet, although I, I'm pro, I'm kind of like between a Mustang and a Charger and a Camaro. I'm in that space right now, right? But what I might write today is like, I'm so excited for today because I get to talk to Marnie and Stephanie um, and I know we're having a great conversation and they're, they're so fun and they're so lively and it really fills me up and, and energizes me. I'm probably even talking too fast as I answer all their questions, but I'm also excited because I get to take my first drive of the Mustang that I just bought. And I love the color. I love the paint job. I love how she handles on the road. Like I am just a happy camper. Like I just put that all like in the same paragraph in the same thought space. Like I don't know the difference in that moment because I can't downshift from one to the other as long as I'm kind of like just riding through it. So like I could say, oh, today I am flying to the Fiji Islands and I'm going to lay on the beach and be in the warm sun and not yeah. have a care in the world. Yes. And by the way, if that, <laughs> if that feels good, awesome. But if it doesn't feel real for some reason, because some people are like, well, if I'm not really doing it, I'm going to be disappointed. In that sense, if it does just be like, um, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to the vacation that I've got like very soon. And here are the things that I love about it. You know, I, I love the beach and I can't wait to be on that beach. And I love the water and I love this and I love that. So what you just described is an ideal way to script. But if somebody has trouble with that level, they can always shift the details. Like whatever feels vivid and visceral enough while still keeping them in a good mood, that's all that matters. You know, I was thinking about this journal that I have. Um, it's a start today journal, and it's all about thinking about your goals, but mm -hmm. saying that you're you've accomplished them. So mm -hmm. it's it's taking something that you want to happen in the future and saying that it's already happened. And this that's exactly what this is, you know. And I haven't full disclosure, I haven't been using it regularly, but now I'm going to go pick up that journal and start reframing the way I think about my day and what I want to happen. So you know, at the start of the day, ideally, if you're doing this in the morning you're saying what's already happened, what you want to happen, regardless, you know, whether it's maybe 100%, you know, it's going to happen or not. And just getting your mind reframed to start the day in that mindset, I think is huge. Mm. Um, and so do you have recommendations on when people do this, it kind of just whatever it works for them, um, like to set yourself up for the most success, I guess. I mean, most people, if they have time, the start of the day is ideal. Yeah. Some people, the end of the day is good because like the, the, the best thing to think about when you're going to sleep is the stuff that you want in a good, confident way, because then it kind of carries over in your dream cycle. But I could say like either one, again, it, it goes to like me personally, I begin my day with it. Um, but I, I think, again, it, it becomes like an experimentation thing where like what feels the best for people. And I also want to remind people, again, this isn't BS, at least from my standpoint, what you want already exists, even if you're not experiencing it in the physical reality at this specific moment in time, 
the what you want does exist out in the ether energetically because the moment that you thought about it the moment the universe is like okay well i got the blueprints for that it's right here let's start pushing it that way it, it really is legit and that is why a lot of people will meet the man or woman of their dreams and then they'll go back and they'll they'll be going through their old paperwork when they're about to get married and they'll find their dream list of the qualities that they want in the person and they'll be shocked to find that the person that they're actually marrying matches that to a t it really does happen it's just it's a question of what when you experience it in physical reality but it really is there already and it's a good thing to remind yourself of that because that really makes you feel better as you're writing these things down and enhances the experience for you oh i love that you know it's like think it and they will come or you know build it and they will come but i think the more that we can get into that mindset of whether it's writing down or visualization like you said and just you have to be patient right it may not happen tomorrow it may not happen the next week, but you put it out there and the universe will, will, will come through. Yeah. And it sounds like you're continually putting, you know, it's a pattern, it's a habit. It's not just putting it out there once, right? Well, it, it really, it depends on, again, I kind of feel like, I, know, I realize I'm a, I'm a broken record, but it depends on, on how you feel. Cause some people, they want to affirm that vehicle like every single day. Some mm -hmm. people just do it once and let it go and they feel content. And then they spend their other days on other things. Like it, as long as it doesn't feel negative, it, as long as it doesn't like, as long as you're not losing patience, you're just mm -hmm. like swimming it. And this, by the way, is like, I personally, when I script, I mix up the present with the future because that way, when I'm right, if I'm writing about that vehicle every single day, it's almost like I'm confused whether, whether I actually have it now already. And it doesn't feel like it's, it's kind of like missing. It's, it's all, it's all one big jumbled mess of joy and fulfillment and contentment. So when you wake up in the morning, you said you get up at 5 a.m. Are you mm -hmm. starting typically with gratitude, visualization, and scripting? Is that right. kind of your process personally? So, so I'm a rule breaker, and I'll say this. Because <laughs> my book is, um, is global, <clears throat> I, um, I first answer email. Like the first thing I do is I get emails because I hate the idea of readers waiting for, for replies. But once that's done, then I will pick something. I will pick, and, and I, you know, obviously I've got a whole menu of things. I'll just like, what am I in the mood for today? I'm in the mood to script, or I'm in the mood to do the time lapse, or I'm in the mood to do a gratitude blitz, or I'm in the mood to just do visualization. I'll do whatever I'm in the mood for, for five or 10 minutes, and that'll be it. But what I also have, um, I have a, a friend that we've been doing this for close to three years, where we send each other a uh, message over the iPhone, um, an audio message of all the things that we're grateful for. So it's a thing where we're kind of like accountability partners and there's a social pressure. Like I send it, not even for me. This by the way is beautiful because oftentimes we don't do things for ourselves, but we do th do things for others. Mm -hmm. I am pressured to send him this message and hold my end of the bargain. So by being forced to socially like adhere to that, I am experiencing even more gratitude every single day. And that's basically a modified version of what I call spoken scripting. I'm not writing it down, but I am speaking it. And sometimes I'll talk about future stuff in the present. Sometimes we'll just talk about the present. It doesn't matter. Sometimes he gets me a message first. Sometimes I get him a message first. He's on the other side of the country, so we're in different time zones. So there's no rhyme or reason. All that we know is by the end of the day, each of us will have transferred that message to the other person. Oh, I love that. I, that is... I, Amazing. That's a great idea. I think I that's fantastic. I was thinking that too. And I've never heard it. It's so simple, right? It's easy. We can all do a, you know, 30, 60 second voice text. And how, what a great way, like if you get it first when, you know, depending on the time zone, if you pick that up first thing in the morning, what a great way to start your day. Yeah. Because sometimes we start our day looking at our phone and it's like, oh, I have 
emails or texts that I haven't responded to, or I have, um, you know, you're on social media, which is not, you know, something I recommend doing first thing in the morning, but you're bombarded with all this uh, pressure, if you will. And so yeah. starting it by one, you're speaking what you're grateful for, and then listening to the, what the other person's grateful for. I think that's just such positive energy that you're putting out there. Yeah, and there's a really organic coolness to it in a sense, like sometimes he'll go first. I hear his message before I record mine. I will have commentary and reflections on what he said. So this isn't just about gratitude for me. I'm feeling gratitude for where he's going in his life and mm -hmm. vice versa. Like the first time uh, the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read, the first time it charted number one in a category, I told him about it. And his message to me wasn't about everything he's grateful for in the beginning. It was like, dude, that's so awesome. I'm so pumped. I'm so glad people are reading the book. And I'm so glad, you know, they're getting all the reviews. Like, like there will be a commentary. There's an organic thing where when you're delivering good news, it's perking the other person up and giving them another reason to feel gratitude that they would not have even thought of before they got your message. That's so awesome. Yes. I'm already, I'm, ex I'm excited to buy your book and read it. I have to be honest. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hope, hoping it lives up to the hype. <laughs> well, I already have a list of people that I want to gift it to also. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so. I can see where even your whole, you know, I don't want to call it a method. What do you want to call it again? Well, it's, it, a, it's a strategy. I mean, your like, whole strategy could help Stephanie and I just in our business. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Like I, so here's the funny thing. I use this for my business because, you know, it's like if, if you've got to, you know, if you're a doctor, you got to take your own medicine, right? Like I use this in many ways. Um, it's actually, it's kind of funny. I, I regret putting this in the book because in my book, um, I did an example of scripting where I talked about all the five and like the four and five star reviews that I got. And you go to Amazon and it's majority four and five star reviews. I'm like, why didn't I just say five star reviews? I could have like changed the percentages. <laughs> so... It's like it's 80, it's over 80% five and like 10% four. I'm like, it could have been 95 and like 2% four. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, you know, you use this stuff, you actually get results and you'll be pleasantly surprised at what you implement. And again, it'll, it won't just be the things that you are focusing on. It'll be the happy surprises that you'll have a good day. And you're like, wow, I wanted that two years ago and I stopped thinking about it. How awesome is that? Yeah. Yeah. I have so, all these ideas through my, running through my head. Me too. About. My, my, <laughs> my mind is spinning right now. Um, so we actually, we love to leave our listeners with some practical tips that they can implement immediately into their life. Can you share, you know, a strategy or a tip for people that they can kind of walk away? I know we've already talked about a few, but is there anything else you can share right now that um, our listeners can kind of walk away with today? Well, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll share two things. One is a reminder of, it really is gonna feel simple and basic and just don't worry, that is enough. So like when you do this, if you don't have a, a, a like a, a huge like energetic moment, it's like, it's okay. And you might, by the way, but with that in mind, um, another favorite method I have that I like, is very easy, I call it the gratitude blitz. And that's basically where you just go full stream of thought of all the things that you're grateful for. And you can pick a topic, you can be like, okay, let me do a gratitude blitz on my body or let me do a gratitude blitz on my friends. Let me do a gratitude blitz on my business. Let me just look at the room I'm around, like look at my room and, and 
let's just do a blitz on that. Or you can do like an across the board blitz of all different things. Like in the book, um, you know, I, I break the rules because I'm self-published. One page is a whole blitz with like nothing else. It's just like this big chunk of text where I'm talking about ice cream and cookies and my first kiss and my first girlfriend and my business and my awesome laptop. Like you can just like go across the board and the more you do it, you're just going to get like brighter and brighter and you just you're gonna feel really good about yourself and you can do it on the fly no matter where you are whether you're in your car commuting whether you're listening to this right now whatever it might be and it's just it's so easy and so fun to do love it love that idea um so we talked a little bit about your 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 book but where can people find you where can they buy your book um social media platforms all that good stuff and we'll link it all up in the show notes but awesome well it's it's two easy links for the most part i mean i'm I'm different places but the best way to get me is um if you go to last law of attraction book.com that'll auto forward you to the Amazon listing and you can get print, you can get audiobook, you can get Kindle, but also um, for people that aren't ready to pull out their wallets, that's cool. I have free content on YouTube. And if you go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap, um, you can check out those videos and it'll be a different vibe than right now and the book and that I inject some humor and I just try to, I make it a little bit more like an entertaining spin. And um, the first video they might like, they might like the video called uh, You Are a Money Magnet. Um, it's almost like a, a 15 minute meditation that just like lifts their spirits around the subject of finances. Um, I highly recommend they check that out. So it's youtube.com slash Andrew cap with a K. Um, I think they'll dig it. Awesome. That's awesome. That's Thank you. And, um, finally, one last question we like to ask all of our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? So. Thank you for that question, by the way. And thank you both so much for having me. This has been the best conversation. This, I, I was, this is the best conversation of my day. Um, living well means actually like one, reveling in these moments when we are enjoying ourselves and really just you know having a positive fixed focus on, on gratitude and satisfaction and fulfillment and health. Like just finding every way, like not every way, but any way you can every single day just to have some experience of positivity on any topic in your life in any way, shape or form, because that's the kind of thing that's cumulative, that'll gain momentum and that'll result in a more steady level of happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction. That was so well said. Yes, I love that and I agree with it wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Um, Easier said than done, but the good thing is you gave lots of tips on how to do this, so. very excited to share this conversation with our audience. And thank you so much um, for being on our podcast today. Thank you both. This is, I, I, don't, I don't overstate this, this is an honor. I, I love being around people that really understand health and mindset and, and really just what the art of living well. So thank you for having me and letting me visit your space uh, here on, on the interwebs, we'll call it that. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you and have, have a wonderful day. Thanks, Andrew. We are so excited that we created these fabulous new products for our listeners to support our podcast. Yeah, we have two new recipe books and one is curated for families. So there's lots of family friendly recipes that both kids and adults will love. I've made these recipes for my family and everyone enjoys them. And then we have a second recipe book for those that want plant-based foods and maybe you're already eating vegan, or maybe you're just trying to incorporate more vegetables and plants into your diet. They both have shopping lists and they're 
made with ingredients that you can find at almost any grocery store. You don't need to go to like a specialty store to find these ingredients. And we also created a Minneapolis Healthy Restaurant Guide and we're really excited about it. We want to support our local restaurants and um, it's really meant for you to find little gems in town that maybe you didn't know about. It gives you a chance to eat healthy out in a restaurant. Um, the food is delicious at these places. They're sourcing local sustainable foods and we're just really excited to support our local healthy restaurant community. And then the last product that we created is our favorite Art of Living Well podcast water bottle. It's 24 ounces. You may have heard us talk about this on stories um, because it serves both hot and cold beverages. There's a straw, you can use it or use it without the straw and it's perfect for on the go at home, wherever, and it'll help keep you hydrated. So we'd love for you to try our products and support our podcast. As our listeners, you can head on over to our website, which is www.theartoflivingwell.us slash products and order yours today. Maybe even give one as a gift. And also just to let you know, we priced all of these products um, pretty low so that everybody could enjoy them. $7 per guide, $20 for the water bottle, and we'd love your support. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.